Good afternoon. Wilkinson here. Today I'm with Robert Ertz, who is a, a marriage and family therapist. Say hi, Robert. Hi. So you're here and you drove over. Appreciate it. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I was thinking, being that May is the mental health month, I thought I would share my story on what led me to becoming a marriage and family therapist. Perfect. Dig in. Let's do it. All right. So my story begins, well, I came out at age 34. I was married at the time. Um, we were married seven years together, 10 years. Uh, we have a daughter together. But around age 32, 33, I started having these feelings of just this kind of relationship that I wanted with, with a male. I kind of was looking at my father had passed away when I was 21. And I was in that moment kind of wanting this relationship with him and, and, and not really understanding why. And so what led me to kind of, you know, is the internet. I was a supervisor at the time working for the county. And, and you were a therapist at this time? No, I wasn't a therapist yet. What were you? I was a supervisor. I worked for San Bernardino County Welfare Department oh, at this okay. time. Okay. And so I was, I was at home, you know, working and we were required to do certain things. And I had never been onto the internet. The internet opened up a whole new world mm -hmm. for me. I mean, it, it's, it's accidentally, I found myself onto gay porn sites. And what year was this? This had to have been around 2000, 2001. Okay. And so this kind of opened up a whole new everything for me because I had struggled growing up with attraction to men, attraction to boys back in school, but knew at that point, you know, this, this was something that, that I couldn't. I couldn't do anything with just because of the situation I was in and also, you know, kind of the life, I guess, that I had chosen for myself. And so what led me to my coming out was I got involved in the chat room. And in the chat room, mm. I started to see a whole new world where I could discuss things that, you know, I only dreamed about with, with other men. And so eventually I, I met someone and ended up meeting this individual. And my thinking at that time was, could I have my cake and eat it too? Mm. <laughs> and so I met this individual and I thought, you know what, if I can get the physical side of this, I'd be okay. Without being emotionally involved. Right. So my thought yeah. was I could get my, my needs met sexually, continue my life, you know, as a heterosexual male and life would be good. Well, that didn't work out for me because I ended up falling in love for the, this, with this person. Mm. So that's what began is that part. So at the time, I was secretly having this relationship, friendship with this individual. My wife at the time discovered my, my cell phone bill and the conversations I was having. So I was really at that point forced to, I had to come out. I had no choice. So in so that back, moment. So back then it wasn't like unlimited everything. Oh, So no. she could tell. Oh no, it was every single <laughs> you ran up the bill. Yeah. And and I even remember walking in and seeing the phone bill sitting on the counter and my thought was, God, that envelope is thick. <laughs> and so and 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 the strange thing about it is she never opened the mail. I always opened the mail. But on this particular day, she had opened it and all she saw was a list. I mean pages of this this person's phone number of, you know, three-minute text, 
20 minute conversations. And then the bill at the time, now this was back in AT&T days. Right. The bill at that time was like, I think my bill was way over $300. So that was a lot back then. That was a lot. Yeah. And so here comes the questions of what, what is this about? And I knew at that point I had, I, I could have lied. I could have, but I just said, you know, hey, I met this person. We've been, you know, chit-chatting, just looking for a friendship and kind of left it at that. But she proceeded. She 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 knew something was up. And so I, you know, then felt the need to, okay, well, let me share just a little bit more with you. And so in that moment, I pretty much identified myself as bisexual. I said, you know, I've had these thoughts, you know, growing up as a young kid and, you know, I've met this individual and it's just kind of, I'm attracted to him type thing. But in that moment, that wasn't something that she was comfortable with. And so she had asked that I go see a therapist. Now, had you had a physical relationship with a guy at this point? I had back in, in, in junior high and high school. No, with this guy. I'm Not about, with this guy. No, you had no. no. So, and she, did she ask you if you had? Oh, yes. And so you could honestly say no. No, I'd say like we, we just, we started out as friends. We used to meet at the gym. We would meet at the gym and, you know, kind of work out together and just really started a friendship. But I found myself falling for this individual. And so in that moment, it was like, no, nothing physically had started. But I, I was having feelings for this individual. So did you go to the therapist? Yeah. So, so I, I went to the therapist. I, I called my, my health insurance at the time and kind of told him that it was an emergency. And so they took me in that, that, that particular day. Now, I'd never been to a therapist before. For, for anything and had no idea what it meant, what was going to happen, you know, just, I guess, kind of what you see on television type thing. So I went ahead, I went in, had my appointment, sat down with the therapist and slowly started to tell my story in regards to kind of what I was attracted to as a young boy into a teenager, now into an adult male. And I remember in those moments you know, obviously that first session was, was, was terrifying because, you know, they tell us, you know, hey, it's confidential. You see anything you say in here stays in here. But, you know, when you've carried a secret for so long, you're just like, I'm not too sure I want to share this with you just yet. So I, I, I saw this therapist for probably about, about four sessions, give or take. And did you say I'm gay or did, is it, was it a male that you were saying? It was a, it was a male. So did did was, he say you're gay or did you or what? No. And so as I started, as I started to share with him, you know, what was going on and, and, and know who I met and my attractions and my desires wasn't really labeled just then. I remember the therapist telling me, I'm not really familiar with this particular conversation that we're having, but I'm more than open to, to, to take the journey with you into, I guess, kind of a self-discovery. And so even in that moment, it wasn't like I'm here, I'm queer, you know, type thing. Right. It was, you know, this was now allowing me to kind of give these emotions a voice, these things that I had carried in a safe space. And so I remember leaving these sessions feeling like a weight had been taken off because I was able to tell this person who, you know, had no interest in, in me personally that I had this attraction to men, you know, mm -hmm. that I had been involved, you know, sexually, you know, back in my younger days type thing. And even that I remember, it's like, this feels really good. Hmm. 
You know, this feels really good. So I think in that particular space, that started the ball rolling into kind of a self-discovery of, no, I am gay. I've always been gay. It's so, just, But you only went four sessions. Four sessions. What stopped it? Well, this had to have been, let me see if I can remember. This is around August, August, September of 2002, when all of this was taking place. And so around October, November, I convinced my spouse at the time to allow this individual to be a part of our family. And so I kind of felt, all right, the cat's out of the bag. You know, again, can I make this work? What did you mean by part of the family? If we have a barbecue on the weekend, can we invite him to come over and hang out with us? If we go, you know, we were we were big river trip people. Hey, next year when we go to the summer, I'd like to invite him to go and and just be a part of the family. And how did she respond to that? Oh, she wasn't having it. She went ahead with it, but she would also let me know that she was not comfortable with it. So she met him? Yes, she met him. On several occasions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'd say the first first family function we had was Thanksgiving. And your daughter was how old at this time? She had to have been, let's see, six or seven. But as far as your wife knew, it was just a friend, quote unquote, at this point? Yes. Okay. So after that particular moment, questions started getting a little bit heavier. You know, I noticed that when he comes around, you, your, your demeanor changes. You're happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, 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 you have this different look in your face. I was doing everything I could to, you know, deny it and, 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 you know, but that was, it, there was truth to it. And well, you were, you were coming closer to your authentic self. Oh yeah. So obviously that's going to have an effect on you. Yeah. You know, even to go back to, it's like, I didn't even realize, I knew that when, when I was, when we were together, I, I, I liked it. I felt good. You know, it was a different side of me, but then came the ultimatum of either you stay and work on our marriage and sever that friendship, or you continue that friendship and you're going to suffer consequences here at home. Meaning she would leave or you would leave or, or just she'd make life. Probably (laughs) just at that point, life was going to get a little bit more complicated. So basically it was said, you need to make a choice. It's either me or him. And so I made the choice of, okay, well, this is my marriage. You know, I'm, these are my responsibilities. And so I chose to sever the relationship, the friendship. How did he take that? In that particular moment, he was understanding. He understood because even for him, he knew that I was off limits per se. Because you were married. Because right? I was married. Right. And he and was he was not, I assume. Right? No, he was not. Okay. And so amazingly, it was like, you know, he he too was starting to establish feelings, mm-hmm. which I, I I I didn't know. But what I knew for myself is when I when I finally made that phone call to him to say, Hey, I can't be friends with you anymore. Literally broke my heart. Can I can even, you know, remember the 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 the, the moment that I said that and just how I felt. Mm. I probably lasted mm, two days and I reached out to him. And in that moment, kind of thought, you know, I, 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 I'm going to keep this friendship secret. So we would communicate through emails. We would meet. We'd meet for lunch during the week. Everything was, you know, secret. Then came Christmas and Christmas time came around. And so I was out, you know, buying gifts for the family. And I had chosen to buy him a Christmas card, just a friendship Christmas card, and I was going to send it to him. 
hey, you know, happy Merry Christmas. I got home that night and I was putting that particular card in my glove box before I came into the house. Well, my wife at the time recognized that I was taking a little while to come in the house. So I brought the bags in and she went into the bags, found the receipt and noticed that there were two cards that I had bought. One of them was missing. So here comes the questions. She should be a detective. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, as, as I look back, it's like, okay, now, you know, you, you can see it clearer when you look back. It's like, okay, she, yeah. She clearly you know. didn't trust you. No, you know. no, you know. And so I remember that night she drilled me with, where's that other card? What's going on with it? You know, and I tried everything to, you know, oh, it's for my boss, it's for my coworker, anything I could. And so we both went to bed, woke up that next morning. And again, who's that card for? And so at that point I said, it, it's, it's for this person. And she said, I thought you said you, 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 you got rid of that friendship. And I said, well, it's just a Christmas card. And it just the strangest thing, and I think if 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 it's still the same, I think December twenty second of all days was the day that I walked out. Was that the day she said that? The mm -hmm. same day? It was in the morning. We had I was getting up ready for work, and I just at something in me just said, you know what, we're done. We're done. And I remember calling him and say, Hey, can I come stay at your place? I'm I'm having some issues. And so moving forward from that... Did you stay with him then? You went there? I did. Okay. I, I did. And, you know, it was... It, it was... It, it Looking back, it was a very, very difficult time, a very emotional time. But at the same time, it kind of... And this may sound kind of... But kind of liberating. No, I get it. You know? Because what I had learned from him was he had been openly gay for 10 years prior. And I admired that so much in him. Right. Because, you know, here he was being this authentic, and I carried this secret from from childhood. And so... So, where is he today? Do you know? Uh-huh. He's my husband of 20 years. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is more to the story. Yeah, then. there's more to the story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We, we will celebrate 20 years this December wow. that we've been wow. together. I didn't know that part. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so it's... it's um. It's it's comical now. We we can kind of laugh about it, but again, that's twenty years down the road. Believing so you didn't have the go out and sow your oats period after you left your wife. Not really. Um what I thought was now that I, I have identified of I'm gay, I thought gay life meant I'm gonna have casual sex with people, we're gonna be an open relationship, we're gonna go to parties, you know, we're going to rainbow flag the house. Which is decorated perfectly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and so coming into this, that that was my my thought of, okay, this is what this life is going to be. You know, we're going to be this couple that, you know, we get in the chat rooms and and you know, so even for me, I was thinking that this is this this is how life is going to be. But but later I would probably say around the six month mark, you know, we, we, we kind of had, you know, a little falling out, um, wasn't bad, but it was kind of, of, you know, the honeymoon stage was over and I was starting to feel a little, little let down in the sense of, see for him, 
he had done all of that 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. And I was wanting to to do that with him. But he was like, that's not who I am. You know, I that I tried it. It it just it wasn't comfortable. There's there's some bad thoughts about it. That no, we're we're not doing that. And you know, even for me, it's like, okay, well, we kept moving forward. You know, one thing led to another in regards to us us establishing a relationship. And so in this relationship, life took over as as any relationship. And I was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was working for San Bernardino County as a supervisor. And so I can't officially say, but I think that I may have been targeted because of my new gayness. I was laid off from my job and offered a demotion. If I if I did that, then I could keep my employment. And so at that time, I was 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 forced to work down in Ontario, and I had to commute to Ontario. And, and you were living where? I was living in. We were living. Well, we were living in Atalanta at the time. I moved into his house. I don't know that distance. How far is it? Um, well, it's up in the high desert. So if 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 you're familiar with George Air Force Base, um, Victorville, Apple Valley, it's it's in the vicinity. Okay, it's kind of the outlying area. Back when the base was open, it was thriving with airmen. And now that the base closed, it's it's a pretty low income area now. Because I got laid off, I had I I was looking for other jobs. So you didn't take the demotion. I took the demotion because I kind of really had no choice. You know. Of uh, I needed income type. Well, what was the reason they gave for it? the The reason that they had given me was that San Bernardino County was going through a furlough, and that they weren't going to choose anyone personally. They were just going to do random employee numbers, position numbers, as they called it. And of all people, my position number came up. And and again, I can't honestly say, but it just, there was a lot of other stuff that went on during that time, you know, with, mm-hmm. with coworkers and things along that line. And so I, I before the demotion, actually, I was looking for another job and, and attended a, a job fair and had seen a, a, a university. I thought, oh, maybe I'll apply for a job there. So I filled out their application. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. I actually filled out an application to join school. And so I thought, okay, well, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. This is something that I need to do. I was thinking to myself. Well, what do you mean join school? Say you that mean, again? You you mean to go to school? Yeah, to okay, go back, okay. to, go back, go to, back to school. To, school. Okay. to go back to school. Okay. As I thought about it, I thought, well, what am I, what am I going to do? When I kind of thought back to that therapy. Because again, when I left there, the way that I felt, I felt, I felt good. I felt it validated. It gave you hope. It, it did. It yeah. gave me hope because, again, someone, you know, was understanding what I was telling them. And so in that moment, I thought, you know what? That's my place. I want to be the same person that that person was for me, hmm. for others. I want to be able to provide that space for them to come in and and let those secrets out and know that it's a safe space. One of the things that he had told me I remember one of the sessions that we had gone into, my wife at the time had gone in with me and she had asked him point blank, you need to tell him that he is not gay. He cannot be gay. And the, <laughs> yeah. She's telling the therapist. She's telling the therapist, I need you, pers- <laughs> I need you to fix him. And the therapist said, you know what? That's not my role. My role is to help him understand. And he makes the choice. Right. 
But she probably didn't like that. Right? Oh no, no. <laughs> and I remember that the the car ride home was was a tense one because it was a lot of silence, mostly silent. And so for me, you know, that was like. So I started, you know, on that field of I'm going to, I want to be one of those people. I want to be someone who helps others. And so my journey began going back to school, went back, got my bachelor's, immediately jumped into my master's program and finished my master's, got a master's in counseling psychology and started my work, you know. And what year was that? I graduated, graduated in 2012. And I started working in the field in 2013. And at that time, I was working um, in the schools. So I was a, the title that they gave us was intervention specialist. But my role was was a mental health therapist in the schools to provide support to, to the kids. You know, I had kids come in that were dealing with, you know, anxiety, trauma, sexuality, lot of different things. And so I did that for, for eight years. I worked, I worked with these kids and someone had asked me once, you know, how do you know, how do you know when you've done a good job as a therapist? Cause we used to call it planting seeds. So I'm going to plant these seeds within you and you're going to take them later on down the road. Right. And so I remember thinking about the question. It's like, you know what? It was, it wasn't, it was later that the community that I live in is it's, it's, it's a pretty small community. Um, I would see these kids out in public and they would come up to me mm. and say hi to me and ask me how I was doing. And that was the moment that I knew you made a difference. You made a difference in this kid's, in this kid's world because he's acknowledging you, you know, type. So thing. you were that guy that helped you to them. Yeah. And which now I'm currently working on opening my own private practice. So I'm no longer with that agency. And as I move forward, it's, it's the sky's the limit. You know, I've, I've done some, some speaking engagements, do this, this seminar where I have the audience come out. It's really interesting because I want people to understand what it feels like to come out. What, what do you mean you have the audience come out? How, so, do you, how do you do that? So the exercise that I do is um, it's called the coming out stars. So everyone in the audience has a star. So I believe the star's got, what, five points on it? So I go through this where I tell each 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 person, okay, on, on point number one, I want you to write the name of a loved one. Point number two, I want you to write the name of a best friend. Um, point number three, I want you to write the name of, if you're religious, if, you know, maybe your pastor or someone that you find that you really look up to. And then I forget what four and five are, but again, it's someone of importance into our life. Okay. Now the stars are colored, blue, purple, red, and yellow. So you can use any four colors. And so when we finish, so when, when, so when everyone has finished that, then I start talking about, okay, if you have a blue star, I want you to tear off the first point of the loved one. If you have a yellow star, I want you to do the same. If you have a purple star, it stays. The red star, it stays. And so we continue going through that. And so what you find at the end is it's usually the red star, but again, you can choose any color. So the blue stars, I would say something in sense of, okay, you are the one who your family has been supportive. Your school has been supportive. You know, you've, you've received good support. So going along with, you know, the, the different stars. So each star represents a different, a different place in coming out. The last star, all the points are, to are torn off. 
And so what that is supposed to kind of show the audience is if you are a red star, you represent the population of those who did not make it. You know, these are the ones that that become homeless. These are the ones that lose their family. These are the ones that even have committed suicide. And so, again, it's to show the audience the power of what it's like to come out and what those of us who have come out, what we face or what we have faced. So the uh, the overall topic would be coming out though mm-hmm. to the straight audience. Yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. I missed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's fun to watch their faces. So you know, we stand up. You know, I introduce myself and I tell them, you know what, today's today's everyone in the room. We're all coming out. We're all coming out of the closet. You can see the discomfort. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Probably because some of them are in the closet. <laughs> well, and, 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 and I'm sure, you know, I think I've heard that, what, one in every three, yeah. there's gay. Yeah. So again, you know, it, it's to put that message out there to really let others know the struggle. Right. You know, some people say, oh, well, you know, it's easy. It's just, you just tell people, hey, I'm gay. Easier said than done. And so my work now is really wanting to embrace that community and let them know that they have someone, especially in my area, you have someone that understands, you have someone who's walked the walk. And so you see your demographic of who you want to reach as mostly the LGBT audience then? I do. There's another organization that I volunteered with. It's, It's called Models of Pride. That um, it takes place down in Los Angeles. It used to be sponsored by Toyota. I don't know if they're still doing that, but it's a huge conference for one day and it's all directed towards LGBT. They have a youth side and then they have a parent and a professional side. And so prior to pandemic, I think it was 2000. Well, when are we going to pandemic? 20? Yep. So 19, I did a presentation at the, um, the college down in Los Angeles. And I did the coming out stars and letting, you know, the professionals and the adults know kind of what this entails. So I just, I don't know if it's just my, my way of thinking, you know what, I want to give back to what was given to me through mental health. Cause mm-hmm. mental health is, is a pretty serious thing for, for many of us. And even trying to change that, that stigma of it. Right. You know, so your clients over the years since mm-hmm. you've been doing this, what percentage were uh, gay or lesbian? Oh, actually, I, well, a really small percent. Oh, really? A very so you small want to switch percent. over to that? I'm trying to, you know, network and get in with and really bring a voice to it. Because I've looked around in my area and there's really no one who is experienced in that. Hmm. The other thing I would like to do is I would even like to take it over to the parents' side of it. And and I give the example. So I was 34 when I came to terms, mm-hmm. when I came to my, you know, no, this, this is all the evidence shows. So for me, it took me 34 years, give or take, to come to a space where I'm like, I'm comfortable. I can be my thick self. When I shared this with my mom, my mom didn't handle it very well. My my, she'll deny it today, but we didn't talk for the first two weeks. Hmm. She she was very upset, um, and she even in that moment she kind of sided with my wife at the time. And so you know you can imagine. Well, I'm your son. You should you should you should take my side regardless by default. But in learning, so if it took me 34 years to get to a comfortable space. I can't expect my mom to be comfortable with it in the minute that I tell her the information. Mm, that's a good so, point. 
so even as I've worked with kids, you know, they're like, hey, I came out to my family and my family is struggling with it. And so some of these kids are 16, 17 years old. So I've told them, I says, well, you've, you've spent 17 years trying to, you know, get up the courage to, 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 to you know, to, to give that. We got to work with the family and let them, they have to catch up. So there's, there's another part. It's like, I, I also want to be kind of a voice for them and let them know, you know, hey, this is kind of, kind of a normal feeling of what you're going at, you know, what you're experiencing. Right. Is, you know, you think, oh, my, my, my kid at age 17 seems to be doing well. And then boom, here comes this. I don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't have any resources. I don't have any skill set on what I'm supposed to feel, how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And so, again, just trying to slowly get the word out there and let them know that hey, someone is here who can help you through this. Well, I had a thought bouncing around in my head, so okay. let me bounce this off you. You know, we hear a lot in the news right now about don't say this, don't don't say that to students. Do you think there'll come a day? Let's just, let's pick on Florida for a minute. Okay. Because uh, there's all a lot of crazy going on down there. Do you think it'll come a day where a counselor or somebody in your position that you just left will have a problem even talking to these kids? It's possible just because of what's, what's you know, being said. So with that, it's like, you know, if now it's like, well, you, you can't share that. And if you do, you're going to lose your position. You're going to lose your, your, your whatever. Yeah, so you probably wouldn't be able to say, maybe you can't now, but you couldn't say, yes, I know what that's like because here's my story. You couldn't say that to a kid. No. No, if if, if in that particular moment, you know, if uh, obviously if, if it was, you know, put across the board of you are not allowed to, then if I had a kid that came into my office, I'm basically, you know, deciding either I go through with this or am I bound to you know, this particular rule and I cannot share this, which, you know, and and within that, that, that even, you know, I mean, we can get into that big time, (laughs) but even that just sends a message of, okay, this is wrong. Exactly. You know, this is wrong. And it's, what's the message that we're sending, you know? So me as a 54 year old marriage and family therapist can't tell you my client who I am and that I understand your story, what help am I going to be to you? Yeah, you know, that's my point. Exactly. Because even even in my sessions, you know, and I let clients know from the from the get go, I will give. I, I use self disclosure. They tell us in school not to, but a lot of times it's like I hear you, and mm-hmm. here's why I hear you. I've I've walked the walk. Right. Now my story is different. But my story is familiar. We can find some some commonality in there. What has been one of the most difficult things as far as when you've been doing the therapy? That's a hard one because the, the the thing that comes to my mind is working working with children, working with kids, adolescents. Because in an adolescent mind, we're going through development. And so, you know, let's just we'll we'll just say 15 years old. So 15 years old, you know, obviously, you know. I, I can speak from the male side. Um, we've gone through puberty. We're going through puberty. Um, we're starting to notice things different within our body. You know, sexuality is coming in. We're starting to have beliefs of, am I Christian? Am I not? Am I this? Am I that? I don't know. Because now I'm starting to understand things from a different perspective. But my parents are telling me, no, we are X, Y, and Z. And so when I would have 
kids coming in, I would have parents telling me, kind of like what my ex-wife said to the counselor, you need to fix him. (laughs) And so even that, it's like, you know what, my kid, I've noticed, you know, I'll just give an example. I went into my son's room the other day and I found gay porn mags in his room. You need to fix him. I can't. I can't. That's that's not my role. And so that's that's very frustrating in the sense of I can't get that message to the parent of, you know what, your child is going through a development. They're going through exploration right now. It doesn't mean anything at this particular moment. And and that's that's what I have found. And so even even with that, so for right now, my my clientele is 18 and up because I just don't have I guess the capacity within me to, you know, work with, with these individuals. And so, and that's, that's another thing that I've learned as a therapist is, um, it's a heavy job. You know, I, even last night I I had three, four clients, one client got very, very upset with me and shut the session off. I had no idea why. And so it left, it, it, it like left the wound open. I had no choice, but to go into my next session with an open wound. Wow. You know, so, and that's for me as the therapist, because there was unresolved issue. You know, we were right in the midst of talking about something and then boom. So I can only imagine as the client. So again, it's like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. unresolved. So it has its moments, but I can honestly tell you that um, I truly, truly enjoy the work that I do. Good. We're glad there are people like you to do that. So seeing it as it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, what do you want people to be aware of? What's, if you could name something, what is it? I mean, honestly, that, that it exists. You know, mental health is, is, is part of who we are. You know, if, if we look back in generations, obviously, you know, I can remember, you know, even, even a quick little thing about myself. I grew up with a younger brother. We were two years apart. My younger brother was um, brain damaged. My, my younger brother um, lived in group homes because he was, in those days, he was mentally retarded. Right. And so I remember at that particular time, that was kind of frowned upon. They're sick individuals. Even when you look, when we look at cultures, cultures, we see it too. And so trying to let people know that this is a part of us, you know, our mental health is a part, just like our heart, our lungs you know, our mobility, we have to make sure that the mind is, is, is strong too. And there's sometimes it's like, you know what, I may need to go. And as I call it sometimes with my clients, you need a tune up, come in, you know, <laughs> bring whatever you're bringing. And I tell them, bring what you want. If we literally have to throw it on the floor and dig through it, then we'll dig, you know, but my rule is when we dig through it, you leave it here. Even now it's like, you know, I, I want people to understand Sometimes when we have stuff in the news, one of the first things that comes out of people's mouths is, oh, there must be a mental health issue. And it, and it puts a negative twist on it. You so know? like a shooter, that's the first thing. That's the first yeah. thing. Oh, they must have been depressed. They must have. And it's possible. Maybe there was something there. But again, immediately, it's, it's, it's they put this, this negative twist on it, which I think when, you know, like for me coming out, it's like, you know what? I might need to go talk to a therapist. What does that say about me? Does that say that something's wrong with me? Or, you know, so, you know, even the message that I give a lot of clients is like, no, that's, that's, you're, you're, that's, that's a strength. You've reached out for help. So yeah, yeah, you know, just, just to put more of a positive, it's like, you know what? It doesn't mean that you're crazy. Doesn't mean that you're broken. It's just, you know what? I've got some emotions. I don't know how to process through them. 
can you help? Well, hopefully this has helped somebody. Oh, I hope so. Yep. It's, it's, you know, even, even when I've done my, my seminars and, and I tell them, and I've heard this from you know, other places, and I mean this from, from my heart. If one person leaves this and utilizes it, then my job is done. Right. Well, thank you for driving here. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate it. And you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.